skip it out episode 15 with full doing whatever the hell he's doing how we doing tonight gentlemen fantastic i was just trying to throw a wrench in the work sorry bro <laughs> that was hilarious though for our, and, what's and, up man evan hey, hey, like guys. a stoic man over there <laughs> did you freeze did you freeze no, what's up, guys? <laughs> yeah. All right. So tonight we're talking about uh, getting fit. I think this is one of the most important topics of our podcast series or our, you know, our content. Improving in golf is almost done down to the clubs you hit besides the swing thoughts or besides your, your swing changes. So getting fit and having the correct equipment makes golf a million times easier. And we just had one of our very own, Ben Foltz, get fit recently. And we're already seeing the gains from that. So let's get right into it. Um, either one of you two want to kind of go over this, like, why it's why getting fit is important? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, go ahead, Ben. You have firsthand experience as to why. Yeah, I know, I know. I feel I can talk very, very true to this. Um, I mean, I feel like getting fit is very important, mainly because, you know, like everything in the world, uh, it, you know, golf moves fast, right? There's always new technology coming out, new stuff. Um, so I think getting fit kind of weathers the storm of the, you know, just con- continuous like upgrading of clubs all the time. So, uh, you know, if you get fit and you find something that you like that's going to last you a while, you can keep those clubs for a long time and get similar performance out of those clubs. Uh, and I think that's that's true uh, I mean, I, I could I could notice that firsthand. Sorry, just because of my experience with my clubs. I mean, my clubs are 10, 15 years old. So, uh, you know, but I still have them today, and I still hit them pretty well. So, you know, because I got fit all the way back in twenty fifteen, and I still have them today. It's like okay, getting fit actually matters. You know, getting clubs that fit you and that you can hit very well consistently actually matters. So, I think I'll simply put it at this: is that like golf's hard enough. Like, why why should we make it any harder? And using like old antiquated equipment like it's going to make it harder uh new technology is going to go farther give less have less forgiveness spin less fly through the wind better like uh, everything that you like everything that you need to potentially shoot some lower scores like it'll help you with so yeah and even even on top of that it's just like helps you find the club face easier helps yeah. you hit the shots you want to hit like even today i you know i was playing and I just got my irons a year ago and I can't hit a fade to save my life. Cause you know, there's too much offset on the club. The, the club face is a little bit offset from the, where the shaft goes down Yeah, and it, it helps with hitting a draw or getting the ball, the club head turned over, but or getting club face square. But when it's, when it, it's a detri- detriment to me, because if it starts, if I even have the club face a little bit shut, it's just going to start going right for lefty and it's you have the kind of right miss going when you got fit like why why like because you've been hitting those irons really good like I've, I've played with you multiple times and you're freaking you've been flushing them so i guess like at the time when you got them like did, did you get that offset i had i had a i had a left miss going i had yeah. a high left okay it was a different swing at the time from a lefty we got to remember remind the people <laughs> yeah, it was it was a high fade we'll call it that what it was like a high kind of pushy fade and so now it's it's a draw Yep. And I've been and and I'm sure it's probably swing, but still, like, you know, I'm I'm thinking about getting some some clubs that have a lot less offset. Yeah. 
Um, I can I can attest to the low spin numbers. I think that's a good point about getting fit. Um, I mean, my my clubs are just so spinny right now. Before before we started the podcast, Mac and I were even talking about this about how like our current clubs, uh, they kind of just balloon up into the air and kind of careen off in whatever direction you you hit it in. And it's like it, there's no way to play golf because you get no control. You know, you, you can't you can't hit a type of shot into a green and be like, okay, I know exactly how far this is going to fade to the right or you know exactly how much fade I'm going to put on this even. So, you know, low spin numbers are actually a lot more important than you think. Yeah. And how about uh, you want to run through your bag real quick, maybe not go super into depth of what you what you, what you were currently playing of just like like what was the problem with the old clubs and and then let's get yes. into like what how how you went about getting fit. That's a, I love that actually. Yeah, that's great. So my current bag, which is kind of slowly being phased out, but I guess what, you know, what I was using beforehand was so I had a Ping G driver, Titleist TSR. Uh, that's it. Now what? You had the the nine fifteen. Nine fifteen. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it in here. So I, <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's nine fifteen F. That's what it is. Yeah. I had it in my head about the, the TSR because you wanted me to try it. Um, and then I got the Strixon Z five forty five irons and uh, Titleist Vokey SM fours. Um, all the way back from 2011. Yeah, those oh things are God. <laughs> those <laughs> things were probably like smooth. They are. They are yeah. <laughs> a couple butter knives right there. Uh, yeah, and then I didn't change it. Smoother than a baby's bottom. Yeah. But, I mean, to, to simplify it, the current problem with my bag, everything just spins way too much. It is ridiculous the amount of spin that I get on these. Well, let's, yeah, let's look into that. So, like – you got fit in what, what when did, when was the last time you got fit for these irons? So I got fit in 2015. I got much, these I got these irons in 2015. You, how much do you think you weighed in 2015? Well, based on the picture of me from 2015, I honestly think I probably weighed like 90 pounds maybe. 90 <laughs> <Yeah>. wet. <laughs> wet maybe. Maybe yeah. even. I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't have a good sense for how Given much. Flat Stanley a run for his money. 15 <laughs> Actually, so, you know what? I might have been less than that. So, fifteen-year-old you, you're or not? Well, I don't. I don't know how old you're. Twenty, fifteen-year-old. Yeah, you're yeah, fifteen. You were. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you were ninety pounds. You probably did not even have anywhere close to the swing speed you do now. So, I'm gonna guess you were in regular shafted irons, and like now that you're 150 pounds and mm-hmm. you're swinging it really fast. Uh, reaching in the 170 ball speeds for driver, but even for irons, like you obviously a regular shaft is not good and it's going to add spin. Yeah. Club. So like, I just, no, everything, everything that I had fit uh, all the way back in the day was, was fit to me one to last me until today, which is true. Okay. It, they did, they did for sure. But two, I had a really hard time getting distance on the ball and the way back then that I would gain distance is by hitting it higher, right? You could just hit it a little bit higher, gain some, Better ball contact. When you weren't swinging as fast, you were putting less spin on it. So having a higher ball flight kept it up higher, kept it out longer. Yeah. Uh But also because I wasn't swinging it as fast, these irons, these irons worked out. (laughs) These irons worked out a lot better, right? Uh, (laughs) I can't. I can't. I can't. Okay. We gotta. We gotta cut that out. That was funny. I need to spit her so bad. I thought you had to make that laugh. <laughs> Chocolate covered pretzel. 
The way you just like slid it into the thing. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry, you guys. Oh, you're good. Uh, okay, so back with my older irons, right? My my swing speed was not nearly as high. Uh, so the spin, the spin really was, didn't affect it that much, right? Like it, it wasn't that big of a deal that you know these irons have a lot of spin. But as I picked up picked up some some club head speed and ball speed. I think these irons have just been phased out really quick. I honestly think that I phased them out pretty pretty early on, like maybe even my freshman year in in, uh, in college. So, because yeah. uh, I, I technically got these my freshman year in high school. Mm. Uh, so I think like my by my senior years when I was peaking on them, like I got the the best performance of them uh, for just like my body type because I was a little bit bigger than I was my freshman year in in, in high school, but not very big at all. Um, by today's standards. So like, you know, over the last couple of years, they've just kind of, they've just gotten so spinny. I mean, we, you, yeah. you said it, you said it really well, regular flex, right. You know, uh, the other thing is they were, they're cavity back and they're, they're actually high spin irons to begin with. So I already had that, that going against me. So yeah. what I mean, is that high spin doing to you? Like, how is that affecting you on the course? Like what's, what, what's, what's the, yeah. So what's that causing? I mean, it, it affects you. It affects you in multiple ways, but I think the most important is all about the control, right? So, and this this varies depending on the the conditions, right? I mean, if it's you know nuclear, like no wind, just dead straight, like perfectly flat, I can probably hit a fine fine iron into that into that green. But you get any wind involved, and you start to see the variation in what that spin brings, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the worst wind is directly in my face. So if I'm going to try to hit some seven iron that's going to carry, you know, 170, you know, maybe, you know, th that that's going to hit get up into the air and it's going to balloon and stay there for a little bit. And then sometimes even on the way down, because it's so high up there, it comes backward and I just, I lose all my distance on it. And that's, that's if I hit it straight to begin with. Right. So you can see how it kind of varies with the, with the, the conditions, but the spin brings on a lot of variation that you cannot predict. And mm -hmm. that's, that's why players hate playing in the wind to begin with. Yeah. You, anyway, crosswind, like you get cut in a crosswind and it just keeps cutting. Like it just amplifies it. Like, yeah, that makes total exactly. sense. Yeah. So I would say that's probably the biggest way. I mean, the other thing too is, and this, this can't be forgotten about either is the variation in distance. Um, if you don't hit the, if I don't hit these irons very well, they, they go half as far as they should. Just because you know the old technology, they they're not, they're not translating my swing very well on a bad swing. Yeah. So you know, but when I flush it and I hit it super well, I could get an extra ten yards out of it. So it makes the game of golf very difficult too, because you just. I feel like I'm pitching this to my parents right now. This is so funny because um, this is exactly what I told them. <laughs> but like, it makes it just makes the game really variable. You just you can't predict it. I can't tell if I'm going to hit this pitching wedge you know, 160, or if I'm going to hit it 145 or 140. I mean, I can hit it anywhere in between there. And, you know, there's there's no way of knowing. So for, for context, I, this is funny. Uh, ben and I were playing in a shamble today um, out of Chippewa. Shout out Chippewa. That is a hell of a golf course if you were in Northeast. Great, Ohio. great golf course. Uh, Chippewa so golf. Shamble, 162 to the pin, a little uphill, out of a flyer lie in the rough. Ben hits his pitching wedge over the green probably flies it once between 170, 175 hits the car path goes even further. Like it just, 
It's just like, what is, your pitch, what is your pitching wedge supposed to go? Like on a flat lie, flat, everything's probably supposed to go like 150, 155, right? 150, yeah. 150. And then so you add a flyer lie out of the rough and it's even like just add a flyer lie of the rough and you like catch it perfectly. It goes 125% rather than 100%. Yeah, so the, it, the that's another thing with fitting, right? I, I think mm -hmm. by dialing it in the spin numbers and dialing in a club that's right for you, like you won't have these – 125% shots and in like 60% shots with the same club. Like hopefully that becomes more of a 105% to, um, you know, like 90%, hopefully with, with more forgiveness in the new technology, you know, better spin numbers, better fit to your swing mm -hmm. uh, specifically. So yeah, that's, that, that, that makes total sense. Yeah. And I mean, you know, <laughs> like I said, the problems just keep going on. I mean, one more problem that I'll mention just throwing the end here. That was a great little summary too. Thanks. Is, these irons can be so unbelievably high in the air, like even with no wind or anything like that. I'm hitting my seven iron to the moon. I mean, it's unbelievable how. Yeah, high. when you have when you have those cavity backs or those like quote unquote game game improvement irons, right? Like they're they're meant to launch the ball in the sky. Yeah, exactly. And when you're already a high ball player, like you already hit it high to begin with, like it's when you get it that like you can't get the ball low, you can't flight it. So like when you're playing in win, like you're like, okay, I gotta hit it high into the wind and, and I'm at the mercy of whatever happens. Exactly. Uh, and the alternative is I try to hit it low, but because of the high spin, I get a little bit I wanna hit a low cut or a low draw or just even straight. Any little bit of spin is gonna be amplified because of the wind plus the spin. So yeah. then I end up hitting these like low cuts and draws into the wind, just trying to, you know, just hold it off from doing that high cool, blue yeah. shot. You know, because there's no middle ground. So I'm, I'm, I mean, it's just, it, the, the problems keep going on. It's ridiculous. I can keep going, but you know, we'll, we'll so that, that's, that, I, that, I think that sums up what we were trying to. That's a, that's a good, that's a good little summary um, in order to dive into the real meat and potatoes, so, steak and potatoes. Let me, let me, uh, now as we, as we go into your fitting, like walk me through your experience. What, where'd you do it at? Like, well, how did it, how did it go? Like, what was, sure. what was the set? So that is such a plug for, for, for our <laughs> fitting incorporated. He's feeding it to me, feeding the plug. Yeah, shameless plug here, but another yeah. one for the wonderful Wimble Lakes Golf Center um, in Twinsburg area. Um, they they do a great job there. There's a bunch of guys that, you know, uh, some of the Northeast Ohio golfers that I know in the area go to all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a name that, that's floated around for a while as well. So uh, the guy who helped me personally is Scott Galady, definitely – Talk to him. He's the man. He right on, funny enough, he actually helped me all the way back in the day as well. So he remembered some of my numbers from my first when the first time I came in here. And it was funny when I walked into the Wimble Lakes Golf Center too. I was like, hey, like just checking in here. And I, of course, was 15. My dumbass didn't think to get his name. So I had no idea who the hell he was. Yeah. He's like, He's like, oh my God, you've changed so much. You're way bigger now. And I was like, that, why do you think I'm here? You should have been here five years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like my dentist texting me. He's like, dude, you're here. You are way late. Way Yo, you up? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was great. So, experience wise, overall, you know, they always do a great job at Windmill Lakes. They they treat you right. Um, you know, if you want, the, I think it was, it was also kind of funny too when I was checking in behind the checking counter is like. 15 plaques of like ping fitter of the year since like you know 2002 yeah. so they've got they've got like 20 years of experience in the game uh, but you can see it too which i just thought is kind of funny you know they're 
they're not holding back. So they'll, they'll let you know they're the best, which is nice. So uh, they, they, they treat you well. And they, they, yeah. the other thing that I like is they don't limit you, but the way that Scott does it, and this is actually a really cool thing about the fittings. Um, so he, he like won't try to lead me in a specific way. Right. If I'm, like, okay, I like this driver, you know, let me hit the next one. He won't be like, yeah, you hit that really well. And you can tell because of these numbers, like he let me figure it out for myself while he was there in order to kind of meet, like moderate the process. Right. He was like a tutor. He kind of like, exactly. Like he didn't feed, he didn't try to get me to pick this, this driver. I picked it because I wanted it and I hit it well, you know? So he was, he was very good at explaining the numbers and not dragging you in one direction or dragging you in another just based on what he felt was right yeah and i feel like they always do that there and that's something that i love you know and that comes from just having great great employees working there you know scott lady is a great pga professional so, so it's just really cool that you know they do that so overall yeah. that that that's a good summary of the experience you know that is it's great so you got like a full bag fitting you were going to get mm -hmm. driver and then three iron through all your wedges pretty much. And you, you kept your, you kept your through with, with yep. right? uh, yeah, I kept my through and I kept my potter. Those trusty dent. Yeah. Trusty dent right there. Yeah. <laughs> long so story long. with the dent. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Like what does it, how long does a full bag fitting like that take? Is that like, that yeah, so, I mean, it, it did, it did take a little while. I won't lie. Um, let me, I think in running through the process, you'll get a sense of, yeah, of what happens. Let me, let me give you a little, a little overview of, of what went down and kind of the steps here. This won't take very long. So right off the bat, you obviously get in, you check in and you, you, he gives you a little bucket of balls to go warm up with. So I hit some warm ups, And then once we actually got into the fitting, we, we walk into a separate room where the track man's set up and everything's, you know, there. So once you actually get, get into the fittings, he marks a line on a, a golf ball and then tells you to hit a bunch of seven irons. So I think I probably hit about 10, seven irons of my current clubs, obviously. And the line is supposed to show your current contact on the iron face. So, you know, obviously if the line is, is all the way at, the, at your toe um, or something like that, like it's very, it makes it very clear to tell like, is your, okay, is your contact good? Like, are you swinging it well right now? That's kind of a little baseline just to, yeah, just to it, your, it can give you insight into like, is your toe digging it, digging into the ground? Does the club need to be flatter or more upright for you? Right? Like, right. Like you heel first mm -hmm. rather than, you know, and like if you heel, the line's going to be going a certain way. So then, you know, yeah. like, okay, let's try to bend it. You know, let's try to bend the, the what is it called? Lie angle. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lie angle. Lie angle to, to like mm -hmm. best suit your club hat pretty much. Yep. Right. And I would, I would say before we get into it real quick is also if you're going to get fit, I would say it's probably important to go when you're not necessarily playing your best, but you're you're hitting the ball fairly well. Like you're playing to where you think your ability is at the yeah. time. Because if you go and get fit when you're not hitting the ball well, you're going to get fit for clubs that are not fit for you once you you know when you're playing better and think, whatnot. So no, I think like you're you're going to get. I guess I'd push back a little bit on that point and just say like what you're going to get is going to be better than what you have for you, but it may not be the best, right? Like if you're not, yeah, if that's you, it. If you want to be, yeah, yeah. want to be like the best time to get fit is when you're hitting it pretty damn good or exactly up to your ability. You you feel comfortable with your game and then going to get fit because then that's going to give the most realistic and best option. If yeah. And it'll be not going to be ending up having to go get new clubs in a year or two. Can I, can I honestly push back on this one more time and say that I would almost wait till, you should get fit 
play with your current clubs until you've run yeah. them dry. Yeah, 100%. Play with them. I mean, if, if you're not playing, if you love new gear, we love new gear here at Tip It Out. Go get well, fed well, every year. I'm going to push back on that and say, like, what if you got clubs uh, middleway through college? Let's say you got them at the end of your sophomore year, so you're junior and senior. Like, what is your, like, how, how many strokes better are you? With new, with all new, with all the equipment you're about to get, if you got it a couple years ago, like what? I wonder what your stats look like. You know, how much, how many strokes are you picking up on? Like one stroke around, half a stroke around. You know, like I don't know what it is, but I bet it's better. And I bet well, like you're waiting too. Like, I, I would argue you waited too long. That's what I'm saying. I totally agree. I think I should have gotten fit forever ago. So like my point being, yeah, I think you should go once you've you're you're you've you're better than your equipment, right? That's what I'm saying. I feel like you should go once once you cross that line. Um, and I think I crossed that line six yeah. years ago. To be totally honest, you crossed. Okay. I, you've been you've been you've been you've been talking about getting fit since freshman year of college. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's that, that. I love how you put that. When you're better than your equipment, that's yes. That's a good. That's a yeah. good. That's that's all I'm saying. Because I mean, for for somebody who's consistently shooting 82, it's kind of like, well, you know, would I be better with equipment or not? And you go, okay, well, how am I hitting my clubs? You know, yeah. so it kind of, it, it kind of. Am bounces. I hitting it well and I'm not getting the results I want? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. Dude, we should um, quote that, trademark that. <laughs> that is a good point. Definitely don't get fit until you're better than your equipment. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah, getting getting back into it, though, that we kind of went off on a tangent there. But, you know, the, the, the overview is, you know, I warmed up. Uh, hit some hit some current seven irons, like I said, to get to get a baseline here. Um, then I actually went straight into current drivers, and I hit a couple current drivers to get a baseline. No line on this one. Yeah. Um, you're really just going for spin numbers. This is all about numbers, really. You know, what's your club head speed with this one? What's your ball speed. Uh, what's your ball speed with this? What's your smash factor? You know, how's your spin looking? And by the way, for my old driver, my spin was a 32, 3200. RPA. My club head speed was like 105 or 106, I think, because I was losing so much in the kinetic energy of the shaft bending. The slow was that was crazy. Um, and then the uh, the uh, the iron or sorry the uh, the ball speed was like oh shoot it was like one it was like low 60s pretty much. So clearly not converting everything that I could have. And he even said that he was like. Your all your variation in your game is coming from that. So sorry. And you mentioned wait, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned one thirty two hundred RPMs. Yes. Where is the ideal range for a driver? Yeah, I, I think you can eighteen eighteen hundred to twenty two hundred. You were yeah. almost ten thousand yeah. RPMs more than the ideal, <laughs> or, which is incredibly <laughs> way too high. Because I, yeah. I had the same problem with my old driver. Mm -hmm. If I if I dove into it, I can find the the uh, the spin numbers for my irons too. If we want to look at that too, but I I can get that in, into that in a second. So then I went into yeah, then I went into um, actually hitting some drivers. So I, I went through hits hit some new drivers. I hit the Aerojet Paradigm and the G430, and then you kind of analyze the data a little bit, and then you you choose a driver, right? You kind of choose a driver. You're not really making a final decision. You'll hit more later, but. You're kind of going by the ones that feel the best, that look yes. the best, and then and you're and then you're going them. fit from there. Yeah, you kind of rank them, um, and then you take a little breather. You do the same process for the irons. You hit a bunch of new irons. Um, I hit a bunch of random ones. Mizuno's. Um, shoot, now I can't remember. I hit the Ping the I two thirty. What were your like top three when you hit top them? Three, top three I'm was, curious. 
I only had a top two, actually. I didn't have a top three. All the other ones that I tried, I absolutely hated. Did it's you get any Titleist or anything like that? No, I didn't. I never tried the P790s or 770s either. That's the tailor made. The, 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 oh, sorry. The, yeah, the, sorry. The, the T100s? Yeah. yeah. I never tried those either. Um, but what I, what I noticed was interesting with the irons really quick. This is an interesting note is you could tell. So I, I picked up the Mizuno and the head of the club was so heavy that I didn't even need to hit the ball. I just needed to take it back and I could tell that I hated it. I absolutely hated it. It was like a, it was like swinging a sledgehammer, right? Like the club needs to be balanced all the way through, but it was all the weight was in the head. Yeah. I would have yanked everything. So I just thought that was pretty interesting during that process. So same thing, hit a bunch of those current clubs, kind of rank them and then um, take a little breather. And then you do the same process for the wedges. I hit a bunch of my wet, my current wedges, got some numbers. Um, the numbers are a little bit harder for the wedges because everybody hits them a little bit differently, I've heard. Um, so like you can't really just track the spin numbers, but the point, the whole point is my wedges are just, my wedges are 12 years old. So I kind of just needed new wedges. Like I didn't need to, you know, go and find like a Cleveland wedge that was I was hitting nuclear or something like that. So a little bit of a different game there, but um, then I, by the way, I, I only ended up hitting like three wedges because I just needed the new ones. Right. So um, yep. I ended up getting the revamped. I got the SM nines for the current ones. Yeah. Um, yeah when it does, just go with Loki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fucking mad dog. So that's, that's kind of the overview of the process. I can dive into some numbers here i also have some of these pictures here which like, all right let's go like irons i want your i want your current iron numbers we'll start there i want i want like how like you're, if you're hitting a seven iron like i want to know like club head speed ball speed carry okay maybe some spin up maybe spin up yeah we're taking we're Ferrars over there taking notes i am doing I, some quick I math. Know, i'm curious to see the number change yeah <laughs> okay let me let me get it pulled up here give me one yeah. second and and, uh, and while while you're doing that I, I would like to say about fitting is like you kind of we, we went through the process a little, little fast but i think you know in a good way but it's i think i was gonna way, dive, i was gonna dive a little deeper now sorry yeah saying. but like like just the the actual process over like the actual overview of like what like what steps you took yeah. i think it's important one to especially get warmed up you know, you don't want to be going in cold once again like you're right. the, the point of getting fit is you're getting fit for when you're playing when you're playing well, quote unquote, like you're, you're, you know, you're, you're playing to your ability, like we said. Um, and so getting warm, getting warmed up is important so that you're not playing cold. Like you're not swinging the way you usually don't swing. Yeah. Um, and, and I think kind of the thing you mentioned is that you went drivers, like you wanted to with seven irons to get a baseline. Cool. But then you got driver driver going with driver first is actually kind of important, especially if you're going like for a whole bag thing. Because, you know, you want to go hit it hard. And if you're really tired, hitting driver while tired is really hard versus, like, hitting irons or wedges. So definitely going driver first is is very important. Yeah, um, I like that. I agree. That's actually a great call. Great call. Because by the time I was done hitting all those drivers, I was dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like you can hit you can hit irons and wedges when you're a little tired like it's not crazy because you're not really necessarily going for distance when you're hitting irons right um, um, but then also you mentioned that like uh, uh, how you like you know you 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 were the lead in the fitting I think that's also important is don't let the fitter like steer you in a direction this is your club you better be happy with it at the yeah. end of the day. 
Because if it's if you choose something that you don't really like looking down at or like you're like you don't have confidence with, even though the numbers are good, you gotta have confidence with the club. So mm-hmm. you gotta end up picking something that like you're confident that you're gonna go put in the fairway 300 yards down the middle, right? Mm-hmm. So I like that. Yeah. Agreed. No, I love that. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, okay, so I got some of my stats here. We want to dive into this. Um, so for the, I guess the current seven iron, right? This is kind of confusing because I'm swapping these out, but as we go, but um, so the, the my current seven iron, which is a Shrixon Z545, all the way back from 2015. My spin numbers See. were my spin numbers were on average around 7250-ish, 73. Um, so I only I hit about eight shots with this. They were square in the square in the club face. Very the line was perfectly up and up yeah. and down, which was nice. But I've also had them for a while, so I know that. Um, club head speed around around 95 miles an hour. Um, let's see, ball speed around 133-ish. And then average carry around 176, 177. So, so say uh, 176 carry, what was the ball speed again? Uh, 72, 72, 73 average. 170 no 70 you're saying no that's club head speed what's ball your ball speed i'm sorry oh oh so I'm, i don't know i was giving you the spin rate <laughs> that's why you're so confused uh, sorry um the club head speed was 95 okay mm-hmm. and then uh ball speed was 133 spin rate was like around 70 7200 all right cool um so let me see if i can find there's also one number that I really like to look at, especially with irons, is what was the apex? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, let me look at that really quick. Hold on. Yeah, that's sick. I think apex is a really important number. That kind of gets over. Like, it's it's not as important as some other th- as those ones you mentioned, but I, I still think it's definitely something to pay attention to. We did, we did not we did not log the apex, unfortunately. Okay, no problem. Uh Okay, so I'm sure your apex for those old irons were probably like what, like three thousand yards in the air. I was about to say three hundred feet in the air, maybe. Uh, okay, I'll dive straight into the the club that I that I uh, landed on, the clubs that I like. Uh, so these are the Ping i five twenty fives. This is what I got here. So this is what I landed on. I should say this is this is my choice. So uh, okay, so ball speed one one thirty. 130, right around the same. Uh, the spin rate, way down, way down. Average of 6,700 yeah. for the spin rate. So that's way better. <laughs> you can already tell. Like 500 RPMs. Yep. So one thing that I didn't mention, the smash factor on my old irons were 1.33. The smash factor on these is a 1.40. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's just getting the most of – getting the most out of your club head speed is pretty much smash factor is like, okay, so you're swinging at this fast. Like how much is that transferring into ball speed? Mm-hmm. The higher smash factor closer to 1.5 is, is, is like ideal is mm-hmm. optimal. So like, yeah, just, yeah, that, that just means like, and with, and with speed. irons, it will be lower too. Like, yeah, like I'm looking at the, the, so the PGA tour average smash factor for a seven iron is 1.33. Okay. And that means, and they're probably striping it too. So yeah, yeah. you're just striping it better than that. <laughs> I'm translating. Uh, club head speed average probably around that 94, 95. Okay. 
So pretty good. So I think the, the, the main things that I was obviously looking at were the spin because that was my main gripe with the old clubs. So uh, spin numbers down just about 5,000 RPM, which is absolutely crazy. 500, right? 7,200, 7,200 to 6,700. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, 500. Uh, math is not my first subject. I got you. And um, which I think is that, that was that was really what we were looking for, right? We wanted something that wasn't gonna wasn't gonna spin as much. And also, by the way, you guys can't see it at home, and I can't show you guys either. But what I'm looking at here on the TrackMan stats is a little grouping of of the balls. These clubs, I'm not lying. You could lay a towel over the grouping of these clubs. I I or of this of this of this club, I was striping these, and I was hitting it in the exact same spot. It's like that's, the that's huge throwing darts, baby. The dispersion that's huge. It doesn't even matter if you're throwing darts, but just having a tight, having that tight of a dispersion is like, you know where the ball's going to go. Mm-hmm. You know, you, well, you can even plan for that out on the golf course. Yeah, I could finally plan for that. I was trying to pull up the circle, but I can't get it. Either way, you, I was absolutely striping though. So some of the other ones that I hit were, um, let's, let's take a look here. I ended up hitting the I-230s, like I said, the MP2s, ZX-5s, which are the new Strixons. Um, and then whatever these are, I don't know what this is. Kings? Probably the King Cobra, maybe. That's what I thought too, but I hated them. So yeah, spin numbers were similar for those, but then it, then it boiled down to look and feel, right? What was I most confident over? And damn, those pings were sexy. So can't really beat that. <laughs> Let's do the driver now. I'm excited. Yeah, so diving, diving head first into the driver here. This is, dude. You guys are gonna. I'm excited. I'm you guys excited. are gonna. You guys are gonna be blown away here. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I, I. I mean, like spin numbers are gonna be down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So ready for this? Average distance was probably about 270. Average carry. Sorry. Two seventy. Old driver. This is the old driver. Yep. Old driver first. Average. Average carry 268.4. Um, ball speed around 170. Ball speed. Uh, are you sure? Are you sure your ball speed was at 170? You're only carrying at 200, 200. 170 years. ball speed and 200, 270 carry. Well, is, that, that can't be right. It's right. It, that's how spin. Well, when you get 3200 RPM spin, that, right. that sounds what? about right. So I had I had two I had two shots that were in the 170s on my ball speed. One of them carried 270, and the other one carried 273. Wow. And they only rolled out to get a load of this. They only rolled out to 279. <laughs> Talk about old. holding fairways. <laughs> uh, and then my worst one was 164 ball speed, and that only went that only went 262 yards. So you can clearly see a problem here, which is great. So the spin rates across the board, we got 3,800, 3,900, 3,800, 4,000, and then 3,700. <laughs> This is with my driver. Jesus. Four thousand are. Well, I get the, you're you're getting that with the new irons. I was hitting. I was hitting a pitching wedge off the tee, <laughs> two hundred and sixty yards. Oh Ridiculous. Club. You know when you're playing Wii Sports. You know when you're playing Wii Sports and you swing too hard and you get that. <laughs> and then and the, that bar goes all over the place. What's yeah. your attack angle? Uh, it is on here. Uh, negative something or, or negative negative zero point four, negative one point oh, negative zero point two, negative. Okay, 0. so you're right around you're right around zero zero attack angle. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. Which just means you're hitting down on a little bit, which is probably adding to the spin just a little bit, but like yeah. that's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my attack angle with my current driver is like five. Yeah, plus five. Yeah, mine's yeah. probably in, in that. 
So two I more numbers. Too high. Two more numbers, really quick. Yeah. Club clubhead speed about one fifteen. Smash factor about one point four five. Okay. So um, clearly, you well, can the see ball speed is the ball that, that that honestly kind of blew me away that the ping G was still generating that kind of ball speed with that kind of smash factor, but just right? the speed is so crazy that it's that's effect, completely affecting the carry. Like I mean, once the ball speed fast and like that's. Probably your ball speed is probably not going to change that much. That that much. Your average ball speed is one sixty seven. Yeah, one seventy is fast. That's what I'm saying, but it's only carrying two seventy, so that's right. that's crazy. So one quick note that I want to make, kind of in passing here, is I just pulled up the G four thirty, which on average, this is the new ping. Yep. So this is one of the ones that I tried out, and it was the brand new G four thirty. For reference, the old one that I had was the ping G. This one also only carried two sixty four. Um, the spin numbers were way down, but I wasn't hitting it as well. And my worst shot for that went 235 yards. Oh, yeah. Sick. So um, clearly, clearly was not. So hey, fold confirmed 10, 10 cap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now for the bread and butter, this is what we've been waiting for. This is the new Aerojet driver. This is the one that I ended up choosing. Um, this thing. Brayson, Brayson DeChambeau convert. Yeah. This thing is an absolute beast right here. I'm I'm loving this thing. So average carry 271.6 yards. So added seven yards in my carry. Um total distance though was 300. So total average distance was 300. So it was rolling out almost 20 yards versus that's a lot of that's a lot of rollout. I still can't believe you're only flying that 270 with the ball speed that you have. Yeah. Uh, but go ahead. The best the two best were at 280 and 284. Okay. Um, so the wind that day at the track, man, ball, ball speed, ball speed. <clears throat> we got a few, few one sixty sevens, couple one sixty nines, um, and two one seventy two, one seventy one. So, nice. uh, pretty good there. Spin rate missed it a couple times, unfortunately, but 1800, 2300, 2500, and 2100. So, yeah, the 25, the 2500. Uh, was was one that I actually carried eight, 280 yards uh, with a good good smash factor. What too. was um what was the launch angle? Do you have uh, that? The launch, yep. Um, for that one was 12.4. And then okay, so so what was uh what was launch like? What was your average spin and average launch? Um, they, don't, they don't they don't average it for me, but I can take a guess here. It's probably around. About nine point five. Okay, with yeah. with spin average, what with, like with around spin average, Yeah, spin average around like 22. Yeah, that that's like I, that's that's perfect. Like yeah, maybe yeah. maybe a little bit higher on launch, but yeah, like that's like if you got you know twenty two hundred with twelve launch, like that's because mm -hmm. it's it's a dance too with with driver mm -hmm. getting the distance like. You can have a high spin, but you kind of want like a low launch or something. Like you think about like our coach John Angelos, like his driver, like he hit it three hundred, but it would it would go two hundred yards, yeah, five feet off the ground, and then balloon and drop down. Yeah. Right. So like, it's finding that like ideal range. Like it's like it's kind of like like think about it. Like you know when they have the the putting view over like when you're watching the broadcast on a PGA Tour event, they have like you can hit it in this area. Yeah, like you can hit it really yeah. fast; it'll have less break. You can hit it more; you can hit it softer; it'll have more break. Yep. So, like, you got to kind of find that ideal range of like matching the line and the pace, like the exactly. you know, they're lined it matching the launch angle and the spin. So, by the by the way, to go hand in hand with that, the instant I started hitting this driver, it was 
a much lower uh, like flight trajectory as well. Flat, flat might even be a better word to describe it. Probably like yeah. it didn't. It was very flat. Right. Um, it was pen it was penetrating. Yes. Penetrating, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, it just goes hand in hand. You know, you're looking for that that golden zone, right? Where it's not too high to float, but not too low to skim. So yep. uh, that's I definitely found that here. So the the only other things that I'll mention is clubhead speed was like average 116, <clears throat> smash factor around 1.48. So mm. Way, way yeah. better smash factor. Hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna flex on you guys real quick, but I was getting like a 1.54 smash factor with the driver. This is ridiculous. The I don't know how it's possible. It's, it's, it's supposed to be illegal. I got a juice. I got a juice driver. <laughs> how the fuck is that even possible? I think it's just because you hit so far up on it. I wonder if that's what's like just getting. No, so dude, I just find the exact middle of the club face every time. <laughs> yeah, that helps. That helps. Hey, not to flex on you, but I find the exact middle of the club face every time. <laughs> Okay, bro. I'm just a ball striker. That's it. <laughs> the fierce ball striker in Michigan, right? Corey Connor's got nothing on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too bad I don't live in Michigan or else I'd take that. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, that's pretty much everything notable with regards to the new driver there. That was cool. No, I enjoyed I, I enjoyed the pretty, conversation. I mean, you know, and the other thing too is from, from my perspective, it's the, the key here is what you see and what you feel, right? Like as a, as a, I would consider myself a, an authentic golfer. I like to fall in the old ways where you, you know, where you really just feel the game. That was the most important. Um, yeah. I won't lie though. I actually liked the look of the G430 more than I like the look of the Aerojet, but you know, you just can't deny those numbers. The other thing that I'll mention is the consistency, by the way, in the, in the distance was 7.5 yards and the consistency in the distance on my current, old ping g was 23.5 yards so ridiculous you know you can tell you could just it's just i mean it's like yeah and it's it, a lot more fun like like it's it's, it's like looking at dude whose arm was just chopped off and you're like hey dude your arm's chopped off you know like you should be flesh wound <laughs> just a flesh wound but how fun was that how fun was that experience dude? like i feel okay. like i i, 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 I won't lie i will not I mean, like, it's just, it's, it's so much fun. You know, and there's something. It is one of the most fun things in golf. Yeah. There's something really special too about having access to that facility and being in a space that's going to track everything that you, that you do. Like, you know what I think is funny too, is like, I, I didn't, I, I'll be honest. I did not hit the first few drives with my new driver when I got it as well as I did in the sim. I yeah. think once you step foot in there and you're like in, in the atmosphere and you're really trying to hit good shots, it just, I don't know. It's a different different kind of feeling. You you really that, want to hit. That quickly passed because you fucking bombed your driver today. So yeah. I, mean, I remember yeah. you sent us you sent us a Snapchat. You sent us a Snapchat the other day. You were playing. With yeah. the, you you had just gotten it. And you're like, dude, I almost just drove a 360 par four. <laughs> that was before the rain too. So I got I had a bunch of dude. I, it's it's been night and day for my game though. I mean I I am I all I the only club that I have that's brand new so far is the driver. I got it about a week ago, um, and I've played quite a few rounds with it. Perfect example is today, even after a bunch of rain, we had like a 330 yard first hole and I was in the left bunker green side. Yeah. Like you just, and with the ping, with the ping, granted, let's say the wind is even helping on that hole. There's a 5% chance that I'm in that bunker green side with that, with that ping G, not only distance wise, but also accuracy wise. Yeah. So it has been like You would have been happy with a 60 yard second shot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so 
the other thing that I'll mention too, hopefully I don't forget what I was just going to say. Um, so I might, uh, yeah. So my, my game has kind of changed though off the tee. I will say I don't, I don't get as much height so that I have to keep that in mind because before I'd be like, Oh, you got to clear over this tree. Eh, sure. I'll just go right over the trees. You know, like, no, who cares? Like I, I'm going to hit it to the ISS space station anyway. So it doesn't fucking matter. Right. Um, but now my game has kind of changed up a little bit. And the other thing is too, the, because it's so good at limiting the spin and taking all the variation out, I've noticed that it is, it's going to take a little bit of time for me to get back to where I can really control the ball. Um, in the sense of, I want to hit this this little cut here. Now, the good thing is I've already noticed that I can do it really well. Um, the key is though, if you, try too hard or try to jump on it, I guess a little bit, or like just do something fancy, you know, I just need to remember that the the club just needs to do the work. Like the club is designed to do what you want it to do. So just let it do that. Right. Um, I've noticed. And what I mean by that, sorry, what I mean by that, clarify a little bit for people that might be listening is um, really just where you hit the the club face, you know, that's really all that matters because if you hit a little bit toey or something, trying to draw it, it's not, you know, it's not going to work out. So, uh, yeah, it just takes some consistency. It's when you, I think one thing to note is like when you have that higher spin, it's easier to like hit cuts and draws, like to to, to work the ball. Mm-hmm. But when you lower those spin numbers to where you're at in that in that low, it's, it becomes a lot harder to hit like this draw or this cut that you used to be able to hit with the old, with the other driver. Like it's going to go a lot straighter. It's not going to cut as much. It's not going to draw as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I know that was a big thing with mine. Like with my old driver, I could hit a high draw which was like, you know, one of my favorite shots to hit, but like with the low spin numbers that I have with my current driver, like I can't hit that high draw consistently um, anymore. So I've resorted to more of like a straight shot or try to hit a cut, you know, like a little, like a little baby cut. So, which is, which is fine, which is fine. It's, it's the matter of like, when you get out on the course, you're like, you know, like with your old driver, like you say, like you're hitting this draw. Okay. I'm just going to aim at the right side of the fairway and I know it's going to draw back into the fairway. Now you're like, Oh, now I got to aim five yards right of center right Right. it's like or like you know i gotta aim a little bit left like it's a like when i started developing like a draw versus hitting you know i used to hit a fade all the time and now i had a draw it's like i felt uncomfortable aiming left of the pin like aiming for a draw like it it just didn't feel right like i was like this can't draw even though i know it like it it probably would right Mm -hmm. so and that's that's why i mentioned that it it's going to be a change in my game right um it's less of a change that actually comes from the club and more of just your mindset because I got to manage it. For years for years. I've been aiming, you know, at the right side of the fairway and just letting it draw back. But now uh, when I'm off the tee and I got to aim on the left side and kind of hit this, this, you know, straight ball slash a little bit of a cut. It feels I, have to, I now have to cha- train my mind to be like, okay, you're not going to draw this ball into the trees left. You know what I mean? So yeah. even though I'm looking at a new driver, it kind of takes a little bit of the mental game and I'm, I like to say that I'm like good enough, I guess, where my, my swing is going to change itself no matter what my brain is telling it to do, um, just based on my line, right? Like if I'm aimed, you know, left side of the green, if I don't move my body before I hit that shot, I'm going to end up fading it to the right side of the green. So just naturally. Um, so if I do that, you know, the same process goes off the tee. If you're aimed down the left side, you know, you're naturally going to try to hit it to the right just to compensate. So it takes a little bit of that mental switch, um, yeah, Which, just how you go about managing your game, right? But but once you once you get to that point, it makes it a lot easier because if you yeah. trust it, that ball is definitely going straight. So, um, um, quick quick side note, real quick. 
Sure. Um, just for those listening, we are recording this podcast early. It's currently the Saturday of the U.S. Open, and Ricky is now solo leader at even par 10 under for the week. Wyndham Clark just made, I think, back-to-back, back-to-back bogeys on 11 and 12. He is now 9 under. Oh, and, uh, Let's go. This Ricky's solo leader right now. This is going to be a fun weekend, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow. I, I will be following where's, where's it. Where's Rory at? Rory's, Rory's nine as well. Rory's one under at nine for the week, three twelve. Oh, I love it. What's up with Xander this week, though, dude? Like Xander went came out hot, but he has cooled off quick. No, but he just made three straight birdies. So he, he started off with three bogeys today, and then finished the front nine out with three birdies. So he's even. So I mean, he's right there yeah. still. I mean, he looked tense. Like we were watching his first couple holes, and he was just backing off a lot, and like like moving his arms around and like shrugging his shoulders, trying to get loose. And like, it yeah. just seemed tight, but maybe he's kind of his, his, his bunker shot on, I think what it was like hold two or whatever. Yeah. Or hold or hold one, dude, you left it in the bunker. It was, oh, it was hold one where he left it. He hit the yeah. lip and it went behind him. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing. I'm excited to watch this weekend. Uh, go. Oh, obviously, hey. But wouldn't mind I'm, any of those guys. Unbiased. Go, Ricky. You, you, say, you say Ricky Fowler was 11 under. He's 11 now. Oh. He's 11 now. Wait, but Wyndham Clark got a, got a 13. Yeah, he just buried 13. Let's go. So did, so, did Wyndham. Oh. so did Mr. Clark, so keep that in mind. All right. I'm excited. That's fine. That's fine. Let's go watch we're the dog. Gonna, we're going to fucking dog shit bogey. Damn it. <laughs> Rory's just a letdown nowadays, man. He's a tease. No. No, he's, he's right a, there. He's the biggest he's he's the he'll be right in contention Thursday, Friday, fade on Saturday, and then throw like a hey, 64. Hey, you won't, you won't, you won't be saying that tomorrow when he wins. I would love to see it. Me too. After the way he got screwed over by our uh, by our man, our not our guy, the, yeah. the snake <laughs> Jay Monahan. We're not claiming him as our guy. So yeah, he's not a certified the guy, boy. The, the guy of the PGA tour. Right. He's that guy. He's not a certified hey, boy. Though. I hope for a I hope for a full recovery of J Monahan in the hospital. A speedy, oh, dude, a speedy, yeah, a speedy, a speedy oh, recovery. You can't you can't wish ill on anybody. A speedy recovery. No, in terms of his job, I hope he, I hope he gets the boot quick. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he's actually sick? I, I I have heard that he actually is in the hospital or was at the start of the week or whatever. Well, then, hey, I wish you the best. Yeah, it's because it's a bad decision. It seemed like a very convenient time to get uh, sick. But, yeah. you know. Karma yeah. sucks. Karma yeah. sucks. Yeah. No, that's what happens when you when you BS a lot of people. Yeah. You, uh, you get too stressed out trying to hold up the lie. <laughs> yeah. It probably was. Stress probably was a big factor today. Yeah. About to drop the biggest, <laughs> biggest thing in the world. You know what's funny? No, we're talking all about getting fit, and I just realized this thought just came in my head that I so when I I had a G four a G four ten the or yeah G G four hundred I thought in college G four hundred G four hundred yes I had G4 the G four hundred the, the the copper one yeah yeah is how I explain it um and I was hitting it really well then all of a sudden it just wasn't going anywhere it was getting really spinny like like kind of like Fultz's like it it get out but then it just fall like yeah. It was. It looked good, and then it just fought like two fifty, and I was like, I was like, I'm losing a ton of distance. What's going on? And so I, I was like, maybe it's the shaft. I'll go check the shaft. So I, they had a tailor made fitting at TPC, and I knew I wasn't going to buy anything, but I just wanted to figure out what shaft fit me. 
And so I got quoted for uh, uh, the new Stealth, Stealth 1. And it was like $750. I was like, thanks, thanks, but no thanks. Not getting it. <laughs> Two days later, I come out and I pull off my head cover on the first tee and my driver's cracked. And I go, oh, it's all making sense now. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's probably a micro fracture. And now, you know, and I was getting it like in, I think that's what was causing the high spin numbers. Um, so I went and I didn't even hit it. And I got the TSI fork. I was like, I need low spin numbers. Like I was even getting like 2,800 with the new stealth. Like that is low as I could go with the stealth. Um, and so I was like, I'll, I'll go TSI fork. Never hit it. Didn't care. Put in the same shaft that I got fit for with the stealth. And I hit it great when I got it. But don't do what I did. <laughs> well, I am an outlier. You got like pseudo fit. You're like, all right, this shaft works, and I know this driver heads low spin, so like that, this is gonna work, and it looks good. So you just kind of, yeah. you kind of skipped a lot of the process without data, but you still need. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I used incomplete data. Right. You know that brings. But how much you love that? Oh, dude, I love it so much. Exactly. I don't miss a fairway with that been, thing except for today. That uh, that actually brings up kind of an interesting point about getting fit, though. Um, you know, I got I got fit just because I knew that I needed a whole new bag. But there are I've known plenty of people that have played golf for long enough that, um, you know, either have enough clubs in their collection or just know enough about golf to kind of piece things together as they go. It's not a bad way to do things as long as you know what you need, right? Uh, I mean. I could have made plenty of judgments myself just going to dicks and like hitting a bunch of balls. But I think what you, what you don't gain there is a lot of the numbers, right? You don't get the, the pure cold, hard facts where I'm yeah. able to hit a ball and really know what's actually better for me. And I just had a, I had a thought um, real quick. Sorry, Mac. Uh, you almost like when you were looking at irons and you're like, I need, I'm, you, you made this pretty much decision that you were going to get new clubs. You were, you found irons online that you sent to Mac and I, and you're like, dude, look at this great deal on these irons that I could just get right now. Like stiff shafts, um, right. standard, like everything else. Like look how perfect these were. And I was like, okay, are those going to make you better? Are those better than what you have? Yes. But like, that's only going to get you like, that's, that's going to get you like 90% better if you want to get, or 80% better. Like if you want to get, mm -hmm that extra 10 to 15%, that's only going to come from a fitting, right? To like find exactly what's right for you. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a project, like a project at, it's like a project at work. Like you could, you, you know, you get that 80%, right. And it looks great at 80%. Right. You can, you can, it's good enough for government work. Right. But that, that last 20% is what puts you over the edge. And that last 20% in terms of getting fit and golf is having a fitter there guiding mm -hmm. you and helping you through the process and and it makes that's that last 20 percent is where the strokes come from yeah the other thing that i think is funny too is um uh, so the clubs that i showed you guys that i sent you were the mizunos and those yeah. are the those are the only irons that i hit or that i that i didn't even need to hit because i knew right off the bat that i didn't like them that's yeah. the exact, like the, almost the exact same clubs that I sent you guys. They might have been like one version or two yeah. versions older, but that was it. So, like, case in point for why you know that's that's not always the best decision, but I do think it's I do think it's good to know that there's other options other than just you know 
dropping a lot of money in order to get fit for new clubs, right? No, not everybody. Can it's do it's that. worth so, the investment. It'll make the club last so much longer. Make the clubs last longer. It, it's completely worth it. I I, I think so. And, and just like when you half-ass it like that, yeah, you're gonna like have to get new clubs like in within a, a couple of years rather than something lasting you like five to ten years. Yeah, it's just that that like that extra five to ten percent of a better fit to you of like better improvement than just buying something off the shelf or just buying something off Facebook marketplace or something like that. Like that's, that's worth something. And yeah. um, I can't recommend it enough. Like I think that yeah. that 50% is so valuable and that you should definitely get fit. All right. One more question in terms of uh, folds. I know you've been talking a lot about your clubs and this is something that I really want to know because mm-hmm. I have, I've knowledge that golf pride is discontinuing the Z grip uncorded. It's a, it's a shot to my heart. I love that grip. I can't believe it's, it's leaving. It's like a show on Netflix that you love, just not getting renewed for another season. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I need to know what grips did you go with? I got these. So I still got the, I got the same ones that I've had for a while. The golf the multi, multi compound. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I've used that's those. I used to use those, but they tore up my hand. So I'm. I need to find something that that's similar to the Z grip. Yeah. So right, if anybody, anybody in the comments, reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram. Let us know. I need to find something similar to the uncorded Z grip. Yeah. Have you tried Tor Velvets? I. I that that was my next logical choice. Um, yeah. I have done a little research. Uh, Lampkin Crossline 360s. They look mm-hmm. similar. The description sounds yeah, pretty similar to the script. I just have to Rose go out Rose and see what they feel like. Sorry. Well, just, just hey, this is good guys. Uh, any any parting words? Yeah. Um, love, focus Everybody loves new clubs. <laughs> focus Give practice. Um, Benny's already hitting at 330 with his new driver, 350. So uh, watch out. Watch yeah, out well, for the mini. The mini. As story. I said, I'm terrified of what this kid can do with uh, some new equipment. So, Real I still think Fultz that was. I still think Fultz was a really good golfer, but the the new clubs yeah. were a handicap to let us compete against him. <laughs> I still <laughs> think that that was, yeah. that's that is still one of the funniest things that is had that happened in like recent golf for me from my perspective is I was playing like windmill or something and i hit like a terrible iron shot and i was like dude you know i'm gonna just do it i'm just gonna get new irons and the first thing for our says is i'm terrified of the day that you get new irons <laughs> and then also like, while i was at the thing scott galady knows ferrara and had me text him in the middle of the fitting saying that he's screwed <laughs> it's so funny dude it's yeah, the it, band, the might Fultz might be turning pro soon here with with actual <laughs> clubs that work for him the the blind he's, he's like he's not fighting himself anymore on the golf course <laughs> dude i can't wait it's been a struggle out here man the the worst was the wedges because playing any course you know that's just a little bit slippery is like i'm on ice skates you know and i'm four years old like there's no there's no there's zero control or stoppage it's unbelievable so yeah yeah thanks for listening to me rant about my new clubs and asking me questions and stuff. I love talking about it. I hope you guys like listening. This was Tip It Out Podcast. See you tomorrow. Cheers. Cheers.